Hey, on today's Travel Ones podcast, I'm lucky to have Tony Nicole. How are you today, Tony? I'm doing good, sir. Excellent. Uh, Tony uh, is the CEO and founder of Enterprise Management and Rain Movement. And I'm thankful to have her as we're, we're both catching flights. Uh, she has one uh, coming up tomorrow, and I've got one in a few days. So how, how's everything going for you? Everything's going pretty good. Everything's been steady. It's been busy, constantly making moves um, in between states. So, yeah. It's been good. That's excellent. So, what what exactly uh, what is enterprise management and Rain, and how did you get started with that? So, enterprise management is an entertainment management company where I assist and manage recording artists, actors, producers, screenplay writers, comedians, authors, you name it. Anyone that needs assistance in the entertainment industry. Um, that's what we're here for. Rain Movement is a division that is under enterprise management that I created specifically for um, hip hop recording artists. So um, right now, I currently have two uh, clients under that division. Okay, kind of behind the scenes of, of actual the music industry is how much moving around and how many moving parts there are. I guess that, that a lot of people don't see it. As far as yeah, you know, um, management, publicists. Yeah, um, well, pretty much like enterprise management, we do everything. Like we we take care of the the you know being a publicist. We take care of the marketing. Um, I have a management team of seven people, so okay. uh, we pretty much develop formulas and campaigns for all of our clients, um, especially in the music industry. So we know that that industry changes so much. Um, as far as like the elevation of of where artists goes, so we yeah. make sure that everything is pretty much taken care of. Um, I, for one, have been in the music industry for over twenty years, so I've seen it evolve into yeah. different levels. I would I would say I'm trying to think real quick, but I would say the the music industry has probably changed the most in the last fifteen to twenty years, just with the. Uh, with technology, you yeah, know, far, digital. yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, digital. 20 years ago it was cassettes and CDs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and yeah. actual albums. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, we were phasing out albums. I mean, you still got some albums cause you still have, you know, the, the DJs that are still doing old school mixes, but even that's starting yeah. to become extinct because now you have mixing boards, and um, they're doing everything different. So, you know, everything is digital now. Well, and even the, the, the distribution of, of records, you know, I mean, used to have yeah. the, the record labels actually produced albums and promoted the albums, and now it's all digital. And CDs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's digital. So now you can go on Amazon and you can buy a single and download it so it can go to your mobile device. And, instantly. you know, versus, yeah, instantly versus going to, you know, or, or ordering a CD, yeah. you know, like um, before you know it, next thing, you know, there's not going to be a music section in Walmart or Best Buy, you know, yeah. everything's going to be done online, you know, everything is just digital downloads. And I think that that's what's really changed for the uh, record labels. You know, what do they do now? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're, 
because the artists and, and, and firms like yours can set up the, the tours. They can set up a lot of the promotion, the publicist, the A&R mm-hmm. stuff. So what does mm-hmm. is, is Columbia Records or Capitol Records, you know, what are they providing? They're having, to re- they're having to restructure a lot of the ways in which they used to or accustomed to. So when it comes down to um, – even down to the front money per se, the advances are different. Yeah. Like I came across a record label, they were an independent label, and they weren't even when they wanted to sign an artist on. But the way they were doing it is, okay, well we can promote you under the label, but you have to pay for these packages. So now they're actually expecting artists to pay up front yeah. to, um, you know, just to be. Uh, recognized, you know, just to have, you know, the lead way that they need to have as an artist. So that's how some of these independent labels are doing. Um, but the that's major crazy. labels that are left, yeah, the major labels that are left, there are doing some advances, but at the same time, the turnaround to, to paying these, you know, paying the money back is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, well, they yeah. have the 360 deals now that they, that they never had before, I remember. Yeah, you know, where, mm-hmm. where they they want a piece of the merch, the tour, everything. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly before, what they want to do. Before that was always left to the artist. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. so they, they would get because uh, from what I, I I watched some of the documentaries and all that, and mm-hmm. you know they used to they used to make their money on the record sales, yeah. and yeah, and then even would. the distribution. But now now the record sales aren't there, so now they've got to make their money from everywhere else. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about how the distribution was back then, you, you were you thought you were getting something when they would pay you 75 cents off, off of a CD. Yeah. 75 cents off a dollar to on a CD or per album. And right. when they would break that down and, you know, you multiply that by selling platinum levels where you were selling over millions of copies, you know, or or you double platinum or something like that. Back then, like the era with Prince and Michael Jackson, you know, that's how they made their millions because they were always selling out their records. But now the count is so different, they can't even put money off of a digital download because you got so many different faulty systems where people are downloading the music for free and there's no tracking on that. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I mean, as, as bad as my set, there are times when I'm driving down the road because I travel a lot for my work. And and, mm-hmm. and I, I I put on YouTube because I have unlimited data on my phone. So I'll put yeah. on YouTube and start watching. I won't watch the videos, but I'll I'll just play the music yeah. through, the, through the YouTube channel, for, and that's free. Yeah, so, so, so it's almost like why buy it, you know, when you can listen to it for free. You know, because YouTube is not doing, like, title or some of them where they're only giving you a certain amount of, of minutes to listen to a song, you right. know, but then you have to pay for the membership in order to listen to full access or even download. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's so different now. But, yeah, a lot of people are even downloading music from YouTube for free. Now, Jay-Z wised up, and he was able to block some of his newer albums that were released so that no one could download them through YouTube. Yeah. So he, he, he went the extra mile on doing that. 
Yeah, see, I don't, I don't do that. I have too many friends that are artists. <laughs> I don't want to. Exactly. Yeah, you want to be supportive, and I think a lot of times people don't understand. You know, you, you want to support the artist because that is part of their income, and you know, there are still tracking of the music when you are paying that. You know, royalties are still yeah. being calculated and, and being accounted for. Well, I, I always look at it and go. I mean, I think it, it's it's a misconception that I've had a, a few NFL players on my podcast lately. And uh-huh. I, the, the the misconception is everyone's Cam Newton. You know, everyone's, you know, uh, <laughs> Drew Brees making, you know, 10, 15, 20 million a year. Well, yeah. the, guy, the guys, the majority of the guys, the vast majority of the guys are making 100 to 150,000 a year. Uh-huh. And, and you know, it's like artists. Everyone thinks, oh, it's, you know, you're an artist. It doesn't matter I'm gonna, if I take a couple of dollars from you. But a lot of the mm-hmm. artists, unless you're – that top level, you know, Drake, Jay-Z, you're not making a lot of money yet. And so yeah. mm-hmm. 75 cents or a buck can help. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. not, that's just me. It, hey, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very tedious business, so, yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, like I said, I mean, I think there's a, a, a misconception that, you know, an artist goes up and sings a song and then just starts touring and everything's fun. You know, and then right. there's a lot there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happens that has to happen. Right. Just just like when you know, you're 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 heading to Atlanta, you said? Uh huh. Yes, I'm heading to Atlanta. Um one of my artists is having an album release, a listening party, uh tomorrow. So I have to be in attendance for that, make sure everything runs smoothly. Well how long will that be? How long will triple that before um, just two days or? Um, yeah, we're looking at about two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for what, a two-hour party? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, we, we might we might shy it in for another hour, so let's just round it to three. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it's it's a three-hour party, and, and the guests and the attendees uh-huh. will have fun for that three hours. But for you, uh-huh. it's planning, it's set scheduling, getting everybody else, getting flights. Yeah. Networking and everything yeah, like no. that because yeah because yeah, you I mean that's that's the biggest thing with with doing the events um, when we put events together we want to make sure that we allow enough time to be able to network with people the guests that come through because you never know what opportunities happen you know sure. when you're talking to people you never know about the connections that can be made. So, um, you know, just making sure that the promotion and PR is set. Um, I'm I'm always very hands-on with every event that we do. Um, so no matter what's going on, I, I have, like, a game plan, A, B, C, D, yeah. you know, making sure that this person's set up, making sure that sound check is done, making sure that everybody is in position where they need to be, who's manning the door, all that kind of stuff. So it's easy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's easy when you've been doing this for some so long. <laughs> so it's you know, I could probably do it with my eyes closed. So yeah. I I've I've yet to, to meet the uh, overnight success. You know, the, the the person in business who just oh, six months ago I started doing this and I've just been whirlwind. It's always, you know, twenty years, fifteen years, thirty years. Right. You know, and right. and then you, you get the I have I have two daughters in their twenties. And, uh-huh. and and their friends and so I was like, oh, well, how'd you do that? I go, yeah, thirty thirty plus years. That's how I got to do this, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell people all the time to see outside of, um, I do public and motivational speaking outside of just doing, you know, uh, enterprise management and brain movement. So I do speak on a lot of how, you know, a lot of things doesn't happen overnight. Um, You have to look at building your brand up. It takes, it will take a while. You know what I'm saying? I mean, unless you stumble across a fortune or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That happens with people, but that can not get you ready even at that time. So it's like you really want to be educated and learning about what you're building and not be so quick to, okay, well, I want that success. I want that car. I want that house. I want this. That'll come. But you want to make sure that you can sustain and man- and maintain what you're going after, because you can't do that if you're just trying to get an overnight success. You- you're not going to to win. You know, you're not going to really get the fulfillment out of what you're building. It'll be right. a waste of time. I hear you. That's that's why I, I figured that's why I haven't won the lottery yet. Yes, <laughs> I ain't won the lottery yet neither. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a different plan for me out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody has their own unique plan. So you know, as much as I would love to win the lottery, and if it's not my time, then okay. Well, I guess I got some more learning I need to do. That's you right. Know? That's exactly right. I guess I have two traveling questions for you. For, for uh-huh. you, what's the most difficult part of the travel? And then, what do you think? The second question is going to be for your artists. What's the thing that they don't think about beforehand? Like if if you find a new artist and he go and he's never been on tour before, blows him away or, or or makes him go, oh, this is what I expected. Well, the biggest thing timing I have to put in is timing. Um, I had one artist where they totally missed their flight time. Yeah. Um, they wasn't prepared. <clears throat> they you know everything was set, checked in for luggage, and you know they weren't paying attention call for the flight, miss the flight. And I'm like, well, you have a, a show to do and you're missing the flight, you know you're getting penalized for that. Not only is it a reflection on you, it's definitely a reflection on my company, you know, yeah. because I'm representing you. So timing is always the biggest thing, and they have this hiccup moment where, oh, yeah, I need to be on time. Absolutely you need to be on time. You know, um, when you're flying out, and as you already know, flights can be unpredictable. You can have oh, delays, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff um, can happen when you're at the airport, you know, or even when you're coming, flying in, and God forbid that you misplace your luggage or your luggage is lost, you know, it's all kinds of stuff. So I hate flying into huge airports, but I know I have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, like Atlanta's the worst to me. Um, Atlanta is like the worst. I can't stand it. But, you know, um, so far, the many times you fly into it, you get the hang of it. You know where to go, not to go. And, um, you know, you basically need to have uh, some good running shoes so you can get to where you need to be. <laughs> yep. If you have a, a short layover. <laughs> and I try to tell them, I try to tell my artists, like, do not get caught up thinking that, oh, oh I can leave. If you have an hour layover, you need to stay put. Don't even dare leave an airport to go outside anywhere 
It's, it's there's not no, worth there's it. no place close for you. It's not worth it. You have to get back in, <laughs> you know, check in, make sure everything is cool, and then you got to get where you need to be to, to um for your departure, you know, for you to get onto the plane. So I tell people, do not leave the airport if you have a, an hour, you know, layover. Don't do it. I mean, I, there's so many conveniences now at the airport that yeah. you kind of don't that you don't need to unless you're trying to meet somebody specifically or whatever, which I never do. I'm, yeah. I'm like you. I mean, if, yeah. unless I had like a four or five hour layover. Yeah, then, then it's different. Yeah, but you know, God, I, it's I wouldn't. An hour. For, yeah, for me, I wouldn't want the stress of wanting to have to get back in line and do everything all over again. Exactly. It's very time-consuming. You don't want to do that because those lines get long. They get long yeah. because, you know, especially at particular times that you're traveling, you know, midday, morning, it's long because people are trying to get early flights. People are getting noon flights, you know. Yeah. Um, you're going to wait. You have to wait. And then sometimes if you wait in the line, you're, you're barely cutting it close to getting onto your next flight. You got to go through security, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I said, just the stress is not worth it for me. It is. It isn't. It isn't. It's not worth it for me neither. So, you know, I always tell, like, I, I tell my team, like, when we're traveling, make sure you got everything. Make sure we stay together. I hate to treat them like kids, but I'm like, I got to make sure we're all together so that we can get on this plane together, get off this plane together, and everything's fine. I don't have time to be trying to send out a search party looking for <laughs> yep. one person. This is not home alone. This is not, you know, <laughs> going through that. <laughs> it's not worth it. In my previous life, I was a manager. I had 70 people that worked for me. And uh-huh. that, is the, that is the one thing I, I don't miss about being a manager anymore. Uh-huh. Is, is, is hurting the cats, you know, just like Come on, people. Come on. We, we... <laughs> the responsibilities is, is, is something, I tell you. It really is. Yeah, because I'd be fine. I'm ready. And then there's always there's almost always one person who forgot right. the bag or, or, or left their phone somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or forgot the ticket. You know, forgot their boarding pass and they can't locate it on, on their email or something. Yeah, I had yeah. the boarding pass here, and I'm like... Uh. That's that's where you earn your money. Yeah, <laughs> as a manager, that's when you earn your money. You're dealing with exactly. all the all the BS. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, are there any uh, hotels that that you try to stay at, or is it or is it just wherever, whatever's cheapest? How do you how do you go about finding a place to stay at when you travel? I'm gonna tell you about me. I have been called a hotel snob. Okay. And uh, there's particular brands that I stay at, and I stay at only. Um, and I built up my points a lot so that I can get free nights. And, you know, Marriott brands, and see, Marriott has teamed up with Starwood Preferred yep. Hotels, which is like the Sheraton and the W Hotels. Um, so basically, I can use my points at either one of those brands um, Hilton's, Hyatt's, Marriott's. Those are usually the brands that I go for. Okay. Um, and now if I if I really got to stay somewhere and there's no other choice, I will stay at a choice hotel only if it's a comfort suite. 
or comfort in. I'm not staying yeah, yeah. anywhere else. <laughs> I don't do and, and I don't do the motels where I have to get to my room from outside. You know, I, I need an interior room. <laughs> my team awesome. will tell you if they were if they were here on the phone now they'd be like yes they would repeat everything that I just said to you. She does not do rooms where you got to go in from the outside. They have to be interior rooms. That's 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 awesome. You sound very similar to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> If it's some kind of big resort and it's a villa, then it's a different story. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you got your own front door with a doorbell. That's different. Yeah, it's different. But no, not not a, uh-uh, where I'm kind of feared for my life. I don't know where I'm at type atmosphere, those type of motels. No, I'm not doing that. Now, see, for me, when I, when I travel, when I'm on the road, I don't really care. As long as it's pretty right. clean, I'm good. Uh-huh. You know, but yeah, yeah. When, my, when my wife comes, it's a whole different, whole different world. Yeah, we, we're funny, you know. Us women, we're, we're particular, you know. We're, we're like, no, we're not going for all that. <laughs> no doubt about that one. How much traveling do you do as as the uh, for, for your entertainment management business? Um, well, the traveling is picking up, so um, I'm probably going to be traveling about for this year fifty percent of the time. I'm probably going to be on the road. Things are starting to pick up now with the traveling. So I'm looking at over the summer, I'm going to be doing the most traveling, going to Minnesota, yeah. going to Chicago, um, going to uh, Fort Myers, Florida, um, be back and forth to Atlanta because I do have a lot of clientele in Atlanta. Um, and then also um, going to Africa uh-huh. in October. I'm going to Kenya, Africa to do a big conference, and we're also going to be breaking ground to build a clinic and a school there. So um, that's going to happen the first week of October, and then Dubai is in November. So that's about it for right now. Oh, is that it? Just just Dubai, Uh Africa, and... That's it for right now, because anything else can be added at any time. So, you know, there's just that's just how it goes. I hear you on that one. All of a sudden, uh-huh. yeah, that's a lot. That's that's awesome traveling, though. I mean, going to Kenya for that reason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. work, but it's it's got a, a bigger purpose. Yeah, yeah, it does. So you know, because like I said, we we do conferences in different countries. I know next year, because um, I also partner up with, um, I have a business partner outside of my entertainment company where we have a nonprofit organization. We go to different countries and um, we um, do like different conferences and um, we, you know, help as, as much as we can. We do stuff here in the United States, but we also do stuff, uh, you know, in different countries. So next year, I think we're going to be going to Tokyo to do a conference uh-huh. um, and um, some other, some other places in London, so I gotta I gotta get with him again to see what our plans for twenty twenty is gonna look like. Uh it's so cool though. I mean yeah. just I mean let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. How important is a lot of the successful people I talk to have mm-hmm. multiple things going on. 
Uh-huh. Very, it's very rare that they go, oh, I, I, I do this job and that's it. It's always, it's a lot of people say, you know, I was just, uh, Marcus Peterson, the, the, he's a wide receiver for the Chargers, but he does, mm-hmm. public, he does public speaking. He's got his MBA. He's got his, he does mm-hmm. modeling. He does New York Fashion mm-hmm. Week and Paris Fashion Week. He, does, he has his own apparel yeah. brand. But he's mm-hmm. 25, 26 years old. Yeah, he does a lot. Yeah, I've kept up with what he does. Yeah, he, he does a lot. And, and that's yeah. very impressive for his age. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, but like, even like yourself, you know, you're, you're sitting there going, I mean, you'd be busy just with your entertainment stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're also doing the nonprofit stuff and then the, the, the building buildings in different countries and different conferences yeah. and public speaking. And see, so the new term now, the new term now that people are using is called being a serial entrepreneur. So okay. That's the new terminology that people are using. And I was called that. I was called a serial entrepreneur. And I was like, what is that? You know, and then and it had me thinking, and I'm like, okay, the serial is really not a good term to use because you think about, you know, yeah. serial killer and stuff like yeah. that. But it's multiples. It's, it's, it's different things. It's different, you know, uh, entities that you're involved in. So I have been called that. I've been called a mogul. I'm not a mogul yet. I'm not ah, trying to really that. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying yet because I think it's leading there with all the different things that I'm doing. So, you know, sometimes you got to speak that ahead of time, but um, right. I'm not you. there yet, you know. I caught that. I'm heading there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's just different, different things. You know, you're an entrepreneur, so you're tackling – when you have so many ideas, I'll put it like this, when you have so many ideas, and you don't know where to place them. You're constantly yeah. trying to figure out what you're going to do with these, this, that. There. I stay up to 3 o'clock in the morning trying to execute different ideas that I have um, in between time of me working. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to do this, or I want to create this program for the men. I want to do something for the women. Or I want to do this marketing campaign for the artists. Or I want to see if I can get some kind of acting panel for the actors. You know, you're constantly thinking about different things, you know. And then, like with me, I talk with different networks and corporations, too, on behalf of, you know, finding opportunities for my actors, for my screenplay writers and so forth. So, you know, I'm constantly talking to people. I'm constantly staying busy. So I can understand the term of being called a serial entrepreneur. So. I'm going to title our episode that just for you. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Nicole, yeah, it's, serial it's, entrepreneur. You know, is, do you yeah. think? Do you think that's? Um, is it the way you've always been, or is it something that you've learned that you had to do to survive? I've always been that way. Okay. I've always been that way, and I'm going to tell you what really started for me. So back in '98. I had the opportunity of working with Vibe Magazine because Vibe Magazine had just came out. Quincy Jones introduced it. So um, it was him and then Keith Klingscale, which was the uh, editor-in-chief at the time. So I was able to meet with Keith in Atlanta, Georgia, for a music conference that they had put on um, courtesy of Vibe Magazine. And I wanted to learn more about the music industry then. 
So I said it was perfect opportunity for me to go there and it absorb everything that I could at that time of what the music industry consisted. Yeah. And he saw me and he saw my drive and everything and he was like, you know what, why don't you come on board with us and travel with us and we can, you know, pretty much train you up on how to conduct these um these seminars and these concert series and so forth. So I liked a lot by just being under by magazine. And um, that's where really it sparked that drive for me for the music industry was just that moment. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you think that's something, I mean, I, I guess I look at it and go, there, there's, there's a lot of 20 year olds out there that think they, they can do it, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like I, I'm the same way. When I talk to people, and that's that's how literally how this podcast got started. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm the the number one salesman in the company that I work for. I'm making more money than I ever thought I'd make, and yet, so why why would I start a podcast? You know, because it's time consuming. It's setting up appointments. Yeah. It's editing. It's audio. It's publishing. It's website. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way my brain works. And then, like I was, when I talk to different people, I'm always like, it, uh-huh. "I'm like you. I'm like, okay, well, what if he did that? And that's, you know, what, you know, so so start with this and then move to that and blah blah blah. So there's always the next steps. Yeah, things change all the time. You know what I'm saying? So you're always going to find a way that you can make different avenues better. Everybody is is solely in competition of how they can create something new or something different. They don't, right. they don't publicly say it out loud, but that's what you're doing. You're actually in competition with other entrepreneurs that you haven't even met yet or that you, you know, you come across and see what everybody else is doing, but you're trying to invent what is the best thing for you to do with your, with your podcast or with your company or with your brand. Um, I'm, constantly doing that every day when it comes down to enterprise management and rain. So, you know, I'm looking at that all the time. But what it's is it? Wide it's... Sleep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I woke up at four thirty this morning, so I'm good with you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a ten minute nap and then I'll just keep going, you know. It's yeah, like... I went to bed at three thirty and then I woke up at seven. So it's like, yeah. you know, okay, well, why am I up this early? I wanted to sleep in a little bit, but that didn't work. So like all with my day. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm the same way. It's like my, my wife's like, you know, you can sleep in today. I'm like, I know, but then I wake up and I'm like, oh, with that extra two or three hours, I, I can get stuff done. Right. That doesn't that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't affect my wife and I spending time together. You know. Right. Exactly. So, I, I can re- release some of the, the pressure off my brain and, uh, and really enjoy enjoy the time that we spend together versus always thinking about what I should be doing instead of spending time with my wife. So that's a, it's a, it's a balance. And that's, um, how do you balance? You're traveling a lot, doing all that. How do you balance friends, families, relationships, and then with all the traveling you're doing? Well, the thing with, with my life, is um, I do at times allow hours (laughs) where I can just really sit back and listen to music. But because I love what I do, and then basically my family is a part of my business. So um, 
we're pretty much in it together. We while we're out of town, sometimes if we have downtown downtime, we may find like maybe a top golf or find some kind of amusement because we're big kids too at times. You know, oh, yeah. we'll go and and it's, you're never too old to go bowling. You're never too old to do golf. You're never too old to, you know, um, play games, stuff like that. So you know that's what we normally do. We we have downtime and we say, oh, hey, there's a, a little entertainment thing. Let's go check it out. Let's do some bowling. Let's do karaoke. You know, we make it fun. You know, we oh, yeah. do make it fun and, and stuff like that. So that's usually where the balance come in at. I I will shut myself down if I feel like I'm being worn out or I'm overworked. I will say, okay, it's time for a vacation. I'm going to yeah. shut off my phone. I'm going to get missing. Um, you know, and I let my people know, excuse me, I let my team know, hey, I'm going to be unavailable for 48 hours. So, you know, anything that you got going on, please contact me on this day and we'll tackle it. Or this is my backup. Contact that person. They'll get back to me. And then that's it. Because you have to do that. You have to, you have to take time out for yourself. And um, because you, you're going to burn yourself out. Yeah, that, that, I would I would tell you that, that, that. I'm trying to think. A lot of the younger people that I talk to that do what I do, I'm an outside sales rep. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I work for a clothing company, and we have four line releases a year. So I'm out on the road four times a year doing the same route uh-huh. pretty much. Mm-hmm. But the, the young people tend to they, – they're either super lazy – and they're do, mm-hmm. they do the bare minimum, or they just want to work, 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 and make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, it's the balance in between because I've done both. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, my, I remember in my twenties and thirties, I was like, I gotta go, I gotta, gotta make as much as I can, money, money, money. Mm-hmm. You know, I had two small mm-hmm. kids, I had a wife, I had the whole thing going. Mm-hmm. Now it's a balance. Now I've been offered other positions that were maybe a little bit more money, but didn't have the. Mm-hmm the work-life balance, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, uh, hopefully p- people can hear our stories and, and figure that out quicker than we had to, but you never know. Right, right. And that's that's always been a goal of mine. I'm like, you know, don't go exactly the same route I went. Find a different route to go, you know. Yeah. I mean, be inspired, but find your own way. Yeah, because they're going to do it anyways. I mean, for the most, I, I yeah, exactly. I, I I tell my daughters all the time. You know, I mm-hmm. I go. We're heading. You know, you were. I drove in a car and I was heading towards a cliff, and no one told me there was a cliff there. So thankfully, mm-hmm. I didn't go off the cliff, but I wasted a lot of time not knowing that there was a bridge just around the corner. Right. So yeah. now I'm trying to tell them where the bridge is, and they're still going towards the cliff. Because yeah. they think they know better, or you know, they think you know, yeah, 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 old man, whatever. And I'm like, I'm telling you, there's a cliff there. There's a cliff there. And I'm telling you, the bridge is right over there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, old man, whatever. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, they um, GPS is the same way. There's been plenty <laughs> of times that yeah, GPS is the same way. I I was in Miami. I kid you not. I was in Miami. Me and um, uh, a friend of mine, we we were there, and uh, it was kind of like a business slash girls trip, so to speak. 
and GPS. We were looking for some place to eat, looking for uh, uh, Fridays, a Fridays restaurant. Uh-huh. So they had us on 95, and the GPS had the nerve to tell me that my destination was on my right, and I'm on a major highway. So I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, you get ready to have us. I think I think GPS was trying to set us up to die. I don't know what was about to happen because when you're a 95 in Miami driving, it's like the Indy 500. Don't nobody know what 80 mi- 80 miles an hour means. It's like they're actually doing the speed limit of what the highway is, 95 or 100. That's what they're doing. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> don't nobody understand me slowing up or pulling over to the side. They're going to help me there. But yeah. you best believe my car is going to be dented up or the rental is going to be dented up. So it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's For terrible. me, I mean. GPS is the same way. The, the, I always tell people, like, you know, I used to live off maps, like actual maps that yeah. you'd have to unfold and find, you know, go to section G6. That's how and, it was. That's how it was when I grew up. I had to yeah. do the same thing. We opened up a map. We looked and we we followed. It used to be a tedious time, but we would try to figure out if we were right here. Okay, if yeah. we're right here, then the the road that we need to be on is one block over. So we need to get to that block, and it says that's the street. Even MapQuest. Remember, you have to print oh, out yeah. MapQuest yeah, on, yeah. Your, on your computer and With print the directions. out the directions yeah. and where to go. And MapQuest got you there safe. The GPS, GPS will tell you that they're going to reroute you. They, they're going to tell you that, <laughs> you, that they want you to turn around and get back in traffic, knowing that there is a quicker way up here, just like what you were talking about, the cliff. Knowing there's a quicker way up here if I just go straight up, but it's telling me to go around where I'm wasting 10 minutes. Well, yeah, if you ever have to use GPS going through L.A., um, oh, don't don't go the fastest <laughs> route because you know on 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 paper it's they show you the fastest route but they also try and uh-huh. it's like it's it's like six o'clock five thirty at night and it's saying oh I should cross Melrose here I'm like well it's seven uh-huh. lanes it's seven lanes wide it's stopping the traffic <laughs> I'll never be able to cross so yeah I'm avoiding yeah. That traffic light <laughs> like oh my god uh-huh. now I have to turn right now rerouting me and yeah I've been down that road yeah. No, I would never dare use the fastest route for GPS in L.A. I would never do that. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Not recommended. How often do you, do you come out here, out to L.A.? Or? Um, I should be coming out to L.A. possibly next month. I should be coming oh, wow. out there. I have an important meeting that I have to um, be a part of out there. So, yeah. We'll try and make it some nice weather for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Whatever I can do to make weather nicer for you, just let me know the dates and I'll put in the request. Okay. Okay, I sure will. I sure will. <laughs> I'll make sure and I'll, I'll put in my list of the climate, what, what I'm really expecting. <laughs> I need yeah, exactly. to make it that way. <laughs> Never know. We've had, we've had this, this year has been the, the wettest year I've ever had. I mean, we're, we're getting record rain and, we got more rain two days ago than we get in the whole month of May. Oh wow! On average, so and now it's clear and sunny. Okay. So go figure. 
Wow. We're getting getting a little of everything. So. Yeah. That's that's the other thing with traveling that I've found is like like you said, you know, you, you haven't checked what Atlanta looked like this week. I'm I'm always doing that. Like, you know, if I have to go to you know Winston Salem or Minnesota or North Dakota or Florida mm-hmm. for three or, three or four days, I might have to take a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you have to. Like they like I get picked on a lot because when I travel, you know. They always say, oh, you're always traveling like you're going to stay for a month. I'm like, well, I have options because I never know how the weather's going to be. So I need to make sure that, you know, okay, if it's going to be hot, it's going to be, okay, I need to dress cool. If it's going to be a time where it's going to be kind of cool, which right now we're not at that season where it's going to be cool anymore, like, you know, how it was at the beginning of the year. But still, you know, this weather is bipolar. It's very unpredictable in the south. So I don't never yeah. know what's going to happen. So it can be cold one moment, and then it can be 90, 90 degrees the next. So anything can happen. I know. I'm going to Denver on Tuesday. It's supposed to rain and be a high of 59, I think. Okay. And then I'm, I'm leaving with a, with a low in the 40s still, like 42. And then – Thursday when I'm leaving to come home, it's supposed to be in the low 70s. I mean, that's crazy, right? You know, it's supposed to be crazy. I need a short sleeve for Thursday, and I need a raincoat for Tuesday. and. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and you might as well go ahead and get um, stuff for your sinuses because you can catch a cold because that's the kind of weather that is will have you under the weather. It'll have you catching a cold. It'll have you have allergies, sinus attacks, you name it. I, I, I try to always, I mean, whenever I have to travel on a plane a lot, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, for me, I'm taking a lot of vitamins, the multivitamins at least, just because yeah. I know I'm going to be around potentially a lot of sick people. Yeah, 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 because you have some people that are just not conscious of covering their mouth, and when you're yeah. on an airplane, you're very close together, so... You you're breathing in other people's germs. Yeah, know. there's no escaping. Yeah, there's no escaping. You know, you it's it's once in a blue moon that you can look up and have a role only to yourself. You know. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah, because that happens to me every once in a while. And then sometimes, of course, you you sit in that role and you got some people or somebody that's sitting with you and. They're talking your head off, and you really don't feel like talking. You just want to listen to your music the whole flight, and and just you know, just wait to land or try to catch some disease or something. But you never, yeah, you never know. I mean, I, I've literally had both work. I've had really nice people next to me, and it was it was a pleasure to talk to. I've had some kids next to me, yeah, where I didn't feel like dealing with it. Then I've yeah. had open, I've had mm-hmm. open rows, and I'm like, oh, living large. Yeah, I mean, this does, yeah. Don't don't you feel like you're on top of the world when you have like nobody there oh, <laughs> on yeah. the road with you? You know, you can pretty much be comfortable. You can stretch out. You you don't have to worry about any any part of your body touching anybody else. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so true. That's crazy. Yeah. Every once in a while, I might look up on first class. But other than that, you know, if I have to catch something reasonable in this economy, then I'll do it, you know, as long as I get there. I'm I'm the same way. I mean, for me, I I pay for everything's out of my pocket. So the company doesn't pay for anything. So Mm -hmm. 
like I said, when I go off my wife, it's a little different. When it's just me, I just want to get there. You know, the hotel, the uh, airplane yeah, yeah. and all that, mm-hmm. I just want to get there. But, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I've got one last question for you. Okay. What would be your one go-to travel song? My one go-to travel song. If there, if there was a song that 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 either encapsulates what what you, when you're traveling, or you just like hearing it when you're on the road or traveling, is there a song that you always find yourself listening to? There is um, two songs actually. Okay. <laughs> when I, when I'm driving on the highway, I listen to um, I think it's called "Party Up" by DMX. You know that song that says y'all gonna make me lose my mind. My mind. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So I listen to that song when I'm on the highway. I, don't think I was gonna say that'd be good LA selection. traffic website song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's good for me to drive when I'm going to Atlanta because that's when sometimes road rage happens, especially <laughs> when I'm coming into you know the thick of the city, and I think. I've learned to switch that song off to something a little bit more relaxed. So I might put on some jazz music. Maybe that'll kind of switch my mind and my driving a little bit. The second one is um, Michael Jackson's Remember the Time. So I like that song. It's, it's, there you go. It's kind of an awesome song to travel with, um, or I listen to that on the plane. Uh, but I'm a jazz fanatic. I do love listening to jazz, um, listening to some, some oldies. So, you know. Something that can kind of calm me down so I won't have any travel rage or road rage on the road. So, you know. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. I'll listen to a lot of uh, 40s stuff, swing music, like band music. Yeah, swing music is good. Yeah, I like that, too. I like that, too. When I'm in L.A. traffic, I'll listen to because I don't know all the words, so I'm just kind of listening to the music, and it's just there. (laughs) It's just just there, yeah, exactly. It's just a feel-good music. Right. And and it tends to bring my, my stress levels down when I'm sitting in bumper to bumper traffic for an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I find myself listening yeah. to that. So that's interesting you said that. Yeah, uh swing music is good. Yeah, I like swing music. Swing oh, music yeah. will take you back. It will take you back though. It will it will make you think that you're getting ready to go to like where the rat pack is, the club, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Might need to be careful. You might end up in Las Vegas, you know, where Dean Martin and all of them used to hang out. You know, you got to be careful with that. Unfortunately, <laughs> it ain't, Vegas ain't like that no more. <laughs> it's just not. My 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 wife uh, worked in Las Vegas for 25 years and knew, and uh-huh. she she started right at the end when the mob still ran Vegas, and now it's oh. all now it's all corporate owned and and it's just different. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard people say it's not the same like how it used to be. So yeah. Well, for the young kids, I'm sure it's it's great because they have all the all the uh, dance clubs that are just insane for yeah. you know, for me in my fifties. Mm-hmm. I went to I went to my first kind of nightclub uh, like two years ago, yeah. and oh. I was like, oh, I don't need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> It did. It puts you in a different mindset. Like you know, yeah. I, I'm gonna tell you, I did my fair share of clubs. I really don't care to be in them. I mean, I I'll do the clubs just for my artists, but like I may leave early because you know once I know that they're situated. But yeah. if I just can't take take it, the atmosphere, then I'm I'm out. But luckily, 
none of my artists are requesting to be at certain clubs. They're just ready to do like outdoor arenas or, right. you know, some outdoor auditoriums or something like that. Then that's way better. The um, I, and it wasn't the music I minded as much. It was the volume of the music, and then you know, every uh, yeah. for me, everyone in there was my daughter's age. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, like so when people are around our age, like I'm four, I'm about to be forty two. So you know, uh, you're, you're, you're a young pup. And, yeah, I'm a young pup, but I have an old soul, so you know, I'm more <laughs> mature than my age. <laughs> it's like you know, it's a lot of stuff I just don't tolerate no more. So, yeah. yeah. I turned I yeah. fifty I I get to be fifty two next month, so Okay. So, yeah, my my daughters are twenty four and twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so my, my so. yeah, my daughters are twenty four and twenty five, so when I go to the nightclub I'm like, All oh, these girls are like twenty one, twenty they're young some now are younger than my daughters. Like, nah. Well, yeah. And see, you would be looked upon as prey. Because they, with you being an older male, they'd be like, "Oh, okay, opportunity time." So you gotta be careful with that going to the club with the younger women. I hear you. Because <laughs> so, the millennials, because that's what they call them now, the millennials now, where where they're in that that age bracket, you know, um, the millennials are on on a different level, you know, yeah. so to speak. It's like we're not thinking; we're just gonna go ahead and do. You know, that's that's the whole thing about it with, with the millennials, so. I think that's because, and, and to a certain extent, I think it's because they haven't experienced a downturn yet. Uh-uh, I haven't. You know, the, 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 last, the last economic bust we had was, what, 2008? Yeah. You know, 2007, mm-hmm. 2008, so it's been 10 years. So if you're 25, you were 15 when that happened. So mm-hmm. if, if you if you graduate high school and then make maybe went to college or you outwork and you're making decent money, you just think everything's mm-hmm. great. I remember yeah. the bad parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm 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 not living like it's never going to happen. So yeah. I, I think that's why I see a lot of young people too. Because I I've had friends. I have a guy that work, does what I do for a living, and he's he's making uh-huh. really good money, and he's 26. You know, and he, he's oh, making okay. he's making a good plus six figures, and he lives in the uh-huh. south. He he lives in um near Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Okay. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, I know what it's at. And and so it's not super expensive where he lives compared to like where I live. So he's making uh-huh. good money. I'm like, man, put it away. I go. Right. I know. I know it feels like it's going to go on forever, but it doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I've been through three basic recessions, uh-huh. and I was twenty three, twenty four when I went through the first ones. When the first Gulf War happened, all of a sudden people stopped spending money. I was like, "What?" Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was trying to tell tell those young people, "Have fun, put some away, boy." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can tell them, you know, have fun, but you know, you need to stay stay woke. You need to see what's what's really going on out here. <laughs> do you find you have to tell your artists, you know, similar things? You know, as they're starting to blow yeah, up yeah. and get big. Yeah. Um, well, I've been pretty good uh, right now. I have artists that have a level head, which I'm very glad. Like, um, I have an artist um, that's under the hip hop brand. His name is Iconic. He 
has a very level head for him to be in his uh, mid twenties. Yeah. And um, very hardworking. He understands the process of of the success train when it comes to being a recording artist in the entertainment industry. So, you know, he he's been in it for a long time and he's learned to appreciate it at face value for what it is. So he knows that things are not going to happen overnight. He's patient, but he knows that he has to work hard along the way. And uh, my my other artists are doing the same thing as well. They're pretty much level-headed, you know, um, in their thinking patterns too. So I'm very glad about that. That's that's got to be a, a nice nice feeling that, that you've got. Yeah, it's yeah. like I said, it's like talking to Marcus Peterson. Just smart yeah. guy, super mm-hmm. nice, humble. Uh-huh. So it's nice when you find him. So congratulations for you on that. How, how do you oh, spell you. I- iconic? Iconic is 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 I C O N I C. Oh, okay. Mhm. I thought. What's the best way for for my listeners to to stay in touch with you, find out what you got going on? Well, they can follow me on IG, um, okay. Tony Nicole Boss Life. So I do a lot of work on IG. Um, they also can follow. Uh, Enterprise Management on Facebook. Um, let's see here. And um, Enterprise, so www.enterprise, um, rain, R-E-I-G-N.com. Um, that's another way. So we're actually redoing the website, so that should be up in, uh, tomorrow. Uh-huh. So, um yeah, so we, we're putting a new facelift on it. So we just got it down for 24 hours. <laughs> but they I, can't I know that there. feeling. Yeah. I did, I so did that they, about a month they, ago. It was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to do a facelift on, on your web website so, you know, people yeah. can stay on top of things. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, been, I've been honored to work with a lot of great people. Uh, actors and artists and you know you name it it's it's been really awesome and the clientele is growing so you know I I started enterprise management actually in July of last year I had transitioned it from my other company I had which was Tinoco Enterprises and I shift gears and switched it over and now we're at about 25 clients that's awesome that's really growing for for less than a year. Yeah, yeah, less than a year. We got about twenty five clients. Wow. I'll, I'll make sure that I put all your links on on my website so people can go right. You know, if they go to my page, they'll be able to just hit a click and and link over to you and see what yeah. you're doing. Okay, and, great. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the time. I appreciate it because I know you gotta you gotta start getting ready for your trip. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm actually pretty good. I'm ahead of I'm I'm ahead of the game. So right now everything's packed. So I'm good. See, you're like me. See, my wife is just the opposite. My wife is like, what time are we leaving? That's when I'll be packed. Yeah, usually packed a day or day or two ahead. Yeah, I learned my lesson a long time ago. I know that I I can't stand last minute packing because I always forget something. So if I know. Uh, if I know I'm going to be traveling on a Friday, then my bags need to be packed on Wednesday or even, or maybe even yesterday. But I'm good. Like that, we're by the door, you know, all I have to do is walk out the door in the morning. 
I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Like if I have an early morning flight, I have everything packed up and, and, and stacked yeah. right next to the front door. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm uh, good to go. Is, yeah, laptop is there, rollaway bag is there, everything's good. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope you have a great trip. I hope the uh, album release party is a, is a success. And, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Be safe on all your on all your travels coming up. That's awesome. I'm going to keep following you and yeah, see where you thank you. See some pictures from uh, from Kenya oh, and yeah. from Dubai. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. I will be posting those pictures. And safe travels to you, too, especially yeah. going to um, Denver. And uh, you said that um, you and your wife are going away as well, right, this weekend? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're going to be good. Yeah. Well, I hope you'll have a whole bunch of fun. I, we're going to do our best. That's all we can do. Okay, yeah. I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thanks, Tony. All right, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye.